0: Always great having a little catch-up, uh, Lee Zelda. Congressman Lee Zelda. Nice enough to give us a couple of minutes here on a on a Valentine's Day morning, and it's good to have you, sir. How you been? All right. I'm doing great. It's good to be with you. It is a great having so much to cover with you in a short time. With, you know, talking about the balloons and the objects, Congressman being shot down. You know, I cite lack of transparency. Just just disgraceful. The president didn't give you anything on Super Bowl Sunday, which is a tradition of a president on a network. I thought maybe a little something yesterday in these objects especially over American airspace 8 days you know the first one over the Aleutian Islands to the to the uh, coast of South Carolina I mean my goodness uh, it's it's this, to me it's disgraceful not to get info on this no
1: yeah, Ma- Americans deserve it and if there is some reason that you can't provide information you at least need to have the courtesy and the transparency with Americans to give them a little bit as to why the information is not going to be provided. You can't just be silent. And uh, a lot of Americans are are upset because they want to know more. And uh, this isn't something that happened once now. It's something that's been happening more frequently over the course of these last couple of weeks. So... There's a heightened sense of urgency because it doesn't seem to be just some isolated event and uh, maybe this just won't happen again or maybe the next time it'll happen will be a long time from now. You know, Now people are wondering, is it, is it going to be hours or days until the next time? So it's important for the administration to be uh, providing that level of, of transparency to the American public and if there's some very compelling reason why they can't provide uh, all the information that the public wants. He can at least give them something to explain why
0: that is. You're all sounding off, stating it might be a space alien thing. I mean, please, you know, four balloon shootdowns in nine days. That requires the leader of the free world uh, to get before a camera uh, instead of all these conspiracy theory theories going around here, I mean, there has to be some facts. There has to be some explanations. It's owed to all of us. It really does. I mean, it's not even funny anymore. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's lunacy. The President yeah, I, of the United States gives I, you nothing. I agree with that. You know? It's yeah, just... You're, you're, uh, yeah. It, it. Go ahead, sir.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And... Uh, the person who is in the best position to ease those concerns, uh, you can't find uh, inside of the media. You can't find inside of entertainment. You know, it's not some fiction writer. It's uh, not uh, anyone who might have a a, a big following or, or otherwise on social media, other than the the president of the United States. And if if there's A delegation that's going to be made by the president to someone else in his administration who's in a position of authority with knowledge of of what happened if for some reason the administration is deciding that they don't want to put the president out there on this and i don't know you know what that specific reason would be i can only speculate well then have the secretary of defense come out have uh, you know someone else Speak up on behalf of the president who can uh, offer up more information. And there's a lot of people all throughout the entire country who are insisting on it, and uh, they're doing it rightfully so.
0: And even John Kirby, you'd think a sensible guy, he's not giving you a lot. Lloyd Austin got before the cameras yesterday. Uh, really didn't give you much. either. it's tough times right now, and I'll tell you, watch that State of the Union, Congressman, as I did. I wanted to hear more about China. I wanted to hear uh, something regarding the border. You know, it's interesting. He he points out in that chamber, a father lost a daughter to fentanyl, and we have fentanyl deaths seventy three thousand a year in the last year that have lost their lives lives to overdoses, fentanyl is coming in left and right, pill and powder form. We know where it's coming from. We know the border encounters and everything else. Uh, We know the gotaways. It is absolutely dire. You wanted to hear something. You wanted to hear something regarding crime and whatnot, uh, especially how he kind of correlated what happened in Memphis, Tyree Nichols, that whole thing, which was a disgrace in my estimation. Uh, We'll have on another time for that to elaborate but you wanted to hear a little something, here, especially border stuff, which I think is going to be the top category come twenty twenty
1: four. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. When putting the speech together, uh, in the brainstorming session, as they sit around the table, they, they ask themselves, okay, what are the topics that we absolutely must touch on? We, we just we have to mention the topic. We'll get criticized if we don't even say the word. And then there are the topics that are optional. Okay, what else do we want to get to? How are we going to fill this time? How are we going to structure the speech? Should we go from one topic to the next? And it, it was obvious that they knew that they couldn't just totally ignore border security uh, and, and foreign policy. Um, and you know, they, they decided to basically spend almost no time at all on it and the border security piece of it you if this was a speech given 10-15 years ago the president could say comprehensive immigration reform and for many americans that meant something substantively and even for other americans even though they didn't they didn't know exactly what that meant that sounded like it was a big bold solution to tackle our nation's immigration challenges but the way it was presented was ignoring the the need to be better securing our border and and just putting this you know one very broad brush over the idea of passing comprehensive immigration reform but this isn't 2000 and, and anymore this isn't 2009 anymore and Americans have reached the point where not only do they want a stronger border and they want a president talking about the need to be much better securing our border but Americans know how to do it this isn't a great mystery and it's not like we've just let, we're in a position where we have all of our faith and hope in elected officials in Washington to tackle it. As a matter of fact I would say a lot of Americans at this point have lost faith in those who are serving in, in Washington to be able to to tackle the the idea of one big bill called comprehensive immigration reform. And they have specifics. I mean, if you asked me, I would say finish construction of the border wall, end catch and release, enforce the remain in Mexico policy, stop incentivizing and rewarding illegal entry, support our customs and border patrol agents. And the list goes on of how to better secure our border, and the president just doesn't want to talk about any of that. And just the, the very brief touch on it. And you mentioned China, same thing there. Uh, the, the tough. Talk of adverse uh, towards adversaries is something that this president is really struggling to be able to do with with credibility. And as a matter of fact, when they did decide to go there, coming with risk, because if the threat isn't executed properly, it only will weaken him in the country further. So they're not even talking tough with certain challenges where uh, words matter, uh, and they're just avoiding it altogether. So. Uh, It's a dire situation we're in. It's less than two years now um, before there's going to be uh, another inauguration. And I'm hoping that for sake of our country and these issues that we're talking about, that we have a new president.
0: I agree with you. Words do matter, no question. Congressman Lee Zeldin Uh, with us, ladies and gentlemen. Let's switch gears, Congressman. You know, uh, quite a showing you had. uh, We spoke maybe once or twice since uh, November, you had a great showing, no question. I know you lost, but 300,000 votes and everything, the state, the history, the blue, and everything else, the blue nature of it all, um, you know, you, you came within earshot of it. You know, you, let's face it, you did a great job. And, of course, you know, this governor has surprised me on a couple of fronts. Let me get you a take, and we have you for a short time. One, not negotiating, just give everybody in the state ledger a raise. I thought you had some chips there in which you could say, you know what, let's do this, give me this, we'll see. The other thing, of course, the budget out of whack, $227 billion. The other thing here on Long Island, in next neck of the woods, is the housing issue. You know, and her proposal and everything else, really changing suburban life. Take your picture. But uh, uh, a lot of people have questioned. Now, I do segs on this show, as you know, smart guys and everything else, people who are not on your side. They are now because they see the nature of it all. Currently, we discussed this, but quite frankly, people are somewhat perplexed, disappointed in the goings-on here. What do you think?
1: Tactically, big mistake. For, for a long time, I and many others had been calling for a special session of the state legislature to tackle crime. This wasn't a partisan issue. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams, for example, was also calling for a special session in Albany to tackle crime to give judges discretion away, dangerousness, to overhaul, raise the age. And instead, they had a special session to give themselves a pay raise. And the governor just played along with it. And the governor does not understand so much of what is needed in order to be good at this job. You, you have to know how to go to the public, to utilize public opinion, to go, be able to go against successfully, a state legislature that is a supermajority democrat assembly and state senate which keeps going further to the left by the day. I mean the individuals who serve there are they themselves are going to the left each day. It's not just uh, the election every 2 years and the the governor should not have just gone along with the pay raise and just to show how badly she played this Right after that, she's putting up a, a, a nomination for the Court of Appeals, and the state Senate is totally sandbagging it and didn't give the judge the time of day. There's no Senate vote that has taken place on the floor of the chamber. So you could see that it's not like she built herself goodwill by doing it. Uh, she got nothing. The, the New Yorkers uh, around this entire state who are watching this got got nothing out of it. I mean, out of, even out of a special session. It's not even something where a far-left state legislature passes a bill in a special session, and you at least have a Democrat base who's like who, who's happy that they got something out of it. No, the only people who got anything out of it were the legislators themselves, who were voting themselves a pay raise. And then you get to the State of the State Address, which was actually far worse then President Biden's State of the Union address, which really says something, because, I mean, she barely covered just about any topics uh, and was lacking substance in those. Uh, That was, you know, touching on about three different topics. It seemed, seemed, as opposed to trying to touch on 15 or 20, the budget comes out. I mean, the proposals from uh, hiking the MTA payroll tax, not providing tax relief, which is desperately needed in a state, uh, to proposing an elimination of gas stoves, not giving judges discretion to weigh dangerousness, not looking for NTA reform or, or Medicaid reform to ensure that Medicaid's operating more efficiently. The list goes on up in Albany, and you can just see from the substance of the policies to the tactics on how to do the job well to how she is... Uh, just refusing to go to the public successfully i don 't think that she or the people around her are up for this job maybe there's some maybe there are a few great people who are serving around her, but clearly, she does not have a good team and Unfortunately, for a state that is leading the country out migration uh every day, more and more people packing up and going individuals, families, and businesses are heading in the in the wrong direction, and we don 't have somebody at the helm who is turning things around, who knows how to turn things around. And, you know, it makes me sad for our state. I'm here to fight. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to do my part uh, to help save New York and to save our country. Uh, It's just really unfortunate that we have a governor at the moment who is as weak as she is.
0: People agree with you. A lot of people, like I said, at the start of the conversation, were on the other side. They now have said, boy, I wish Zeldin was in play here. And a lot of people told me that. They really have. I'm not making that up. But it is what it is. You're right, 100%. And don't even bring up the MTA. That John Oliva is beyond. You know, it's it's easy to say, you know what, Long Islanders, you're going to pay more as far as helping us out here. Not the case. Can can never have that. Can never have that. Uh, Before we let you go, a lot of people are wondering, where is the future for Lee Zeldin? State chair, national chair, no more. Uh, a lot of people thought maybe even a chance, you know, county executives opening up, congressman, uh, could be a spot there. But in essence, where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Is there anything you want to announce on this program this morning?
1: Well, when I woke up this morning, clear as day, that uh, with a clear sense of purpose of what to uh, what to do next at 8 a.m., I'm calling into Jay Oliver's show. I'm going to talk to Jay. And now, you know, now, now the future's in. Now, now that uh we we've spent some time together talking about these issues we'll give some more thoughts to uh you know to, to other stuff of what's next but yeah i'm just happy to be able to uh to, to join you uh to your the bride uh in your life uh to all of the, your viewers happy valentine's day for me i'm going to stay active uh as far as uh what a reentry to government might look like and when uh that's something that we'll see i don't have anything to announce right now uh, i do believe that at some point there will be a re-entry into government uh, in the meantime you have know, started up some uh, some new ventures some new companies and uh some stuff involved in politics some stuff to just try to uh provide uh you know goodwill and help and projects uh and to be able to do projects across uh this state so there's a lot that we're getting involved in, but as far as uh, that reentry in the government, that would have to be saved for a future conversation because I just don't know yet.
0: Listen, uh, from all of us here at the station, uh, all the segments we do in the show, all the folks we have on the Smart Guys, all these people wanted to wish you a very happy Valentine, Valentine's Day, sir. And we await uh, your next move, and we await your next conversation with us. We thank you for your time.